Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. All right. uh, Good morning. It's Mike Williams, and welcome again to Investor Insights, our podcast on iTunes. Uh, Today's uh, session, uh, we're going to call The Toughest Thing to Do. Uh, as investors, we all learn over time that the very difficult elements associated with successfully building wealth in periodically volatile times over history is the idea of waiting, uh, whether it be waiting for a stock to move back up, whether it be waiting for a stock you'd like to own to come into value, whether it be waiting for bad news to pass. Uh, A myriad of elements need to be waited for over the lifetime you'll take in investing. Um, That is ultimately uh, the undoing of most investors. Uh, If you look at history, data consistently tells us that the average investor, uh, and again, this goes across all accounts. These are reports done by, or studies done by uh, S&P, Standard and Poor's, and they update it every couple of years, and they go back for 20 years. And what they have is sort of a rolling 20-year cycle, pretty uh, relatively large time window. Uh, and it gives you a sense of what typically takes place for the average investor. I can't tell you how many times I hear well, I'm going to sell this because it isn't working, and I'm going to buy this because it is working. Uh, now, if you'll think about that for a moment, you'll you'll recognize that, uh, use your own mind as an example, when someone says to you, oh, I'm going to sell this because it isn't working, what do you think has already happened? It's already down, or hence they would not say it's not working. Uh, and likewise, when they go to put that money back to work, they like to be in something that, quote, is working. Uh, and again, use your own mindset. Uh, if you're saying to yourself, oh, that's working, what do you think it's already done? Well, it's already gone up. So what happens is people are consistently getting out of something that's cheap, even though it may be down, and they're buying something that's expensive, even though it may be up. What we learn over time is markets price in, in the short term, expectations. Remember, Warren Buffett once told us all that in the short term, a market is a voting machine, means driven by emotion, Uh, short-sighted knee-jerk reactions, uh, short-term expectations. In the long run, it's a weighing machine, meaning Good companies, over time, tend to build their business, overcome problems, as all companies will have, uh, and they get better at what they do if it's under good management, good product, and just generally safe kinds of assumptions. Um, Doesn't mean they're all going to be right immediately, which goes back to the title of today, the idea of waiting is the toughest thing. Now, I bring all that up because we happen to be in the middle of a summer swoon. 
Actually, the markets are not giving us a big swoon, uh, as we expected when the markets began the summer back in late May, just as Memorial Day was kicking off. We did a couple of podcasts, and we talked about the idea that we can likely expect that the market will be flat and choppy and somewhat volatile, but probably staying in the same trade range we had seen for the previous seven months. And sure enough, here we are, first week of August, and indeed, we are in the same trade range. Now, the market's sectors, internally, there has been great strife. If you've been in the energy sector, you have felt great pain. If you've been in the healthcare sector, you might not even know the market's been chopping around and going nowhere because healthcare has been great. Uh, If you've been in Amazon and Google and Apple and... uh, Those types of events, uh, Facebook, uh, you've seen the other end of the barbell economy we've talked about. That's Gen Y driven. Uh, Today, four of the largest, the 10 largest capitalized stocks in the country are driven by Gen Y. Health care, generic drugs, healthy eating, health foods, those are driven by, strangely enough, the other end of the barbell, which is the baby boom that's aging. So while most people fret over all of the problems, what I would attest to you is that significant benefits are actually forming. You know, we've been hearing, for example, that earnings stink. Well, earnings stink if you include the sector that's been halved in the last seven or eight or nine months. Obviously, I'm speaking of energy. Uh, There is always a sector that is struggling. Uh, We are never hitting on all cylinders, if you will. And if if we appear to be hitting on all cylinders, I would attest to you those are the tops of things. When things are still struggling, then people are still worried. And when people are still worried, they put money in bonds and they keep cash in their bank accounts. Excuse me. Uh, And when they keep cash in their bank accounts and they buy bonds, they're telling you they're scared of stocks and they're scared of the future and they don't have the confidence that things are going to work out okay. Even though every single thing we're afraid of has happened in the last 35 years. And while I attest to this often, I will say it again, in those very same 35 years, the market has gone from three digits to five digits in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. To be specific, when I began, it was 950 to 970. Today, we bounce between 17,500 and 18,000. We're struggling a little bit because we're catching up. Um, It's the summer. This is what we said to expect, and it is indeed unfolding. And by the way, it's scaring the heck out of people. Sentiment is plummeting. People are selling their mutual funds. And this is with a mere 3 to 4% off of record all-time highs. And back to those earnings that I chatted about. If we take the effect, and it has been negative, if we take the effect of the 10% of the market that is energy-related, and we take that off the table for a moment, the rest of the market has grown its earnings 5.5% year over year, and its revenues about 2%, which means we're getting more and more productive. We're getting more and more efficient. And by the way, that's a record all-time high. 
Okay, so cash flows are at record highs. Cash uh, on balance sheets are at record highs. Earnings are at record highs. And yes, if you throw in the clobbering that energy has taken, we are down 1% year over year. Now, that is not... (laughs) That is not an element that will last forever because assure yourself, three or four quarters from now, when they start comparing energy to today and they look forward a year, they're going to start seeing what they're going to call increased earnings. Hey, we're up 5% from last year. So don't get caught up in this short-term voting cycle that tends to chew the average investor up like hamburger meat. Uh, this is a grinding process. That's why the title is The Toughest Thing to Do. Well, what is the toughest thing to do when things like this are unfolding? Well, it's to wait it out. It's to take advantage of the short-term thinking, which, as Warren tells us, is often dreadfully incorrect, and then weigh in on the long-term thinking, the weighing machine part of the stock market. It was just, I don't know, three months ago that McDonald's was finished, for example. Uh, McDonald's is up 8% in the last four months. Um, But does that mean it's up for the last three years? No, it's gone nowhere. So I can give you many, many examples of these kinds of short-term elements and the digestive processes. And what every very successful investor will tell you is this. There are periods where we must just wait. And when you're going on 10 months, almost 11 months of a trade range that has kept a market like the S&P 500 in a 4% trading range, we've been down a couple percent, we've been up a couple percent. And when you see the markets going back and forth over the very same numbers in that tight a range, then it's a clear sign that we must find a way to be patient and let it pass and wait for it to unfold. Because if you'll look at history, trade ranges are digesting processes. They are not the ends of things. They're typically the platform to build something new from. Uh, it, It is very easy for a stock market to go down. It doesn't take anything at all. <laughs> you don't have to wait 11 months for a stock market to go down. That's not what they do. What markets do, if they want to go down, they go down in a lightning fast fashion. And they don't wait for things. Okay, That's not the way emotions work. The fact is, is there's staggering amounts of money that have missed thousands and thousands of Dow points. And now... As we get this layer upon layer of trade range to build upon itself, you're seeing these short moves from the upper end of the band to the lower end of the band, covering that entire 4 or 5% we've been in for, like I said, almost 11 months. Another month or so, we're going to be here almost a year. Uh, so, so numbers have been difficult to come by. Churn has been significant. One sector after another gets hit with the, oh my gosh, the world is ending flu. And indeed, it really isn't ending. 
Okay, so let's let's talk about a couple of other fallacies we're hearing about. Um, you'll recall, uh, longtime readers and listeners will recall that we have been suggesting for probably the better part of the last year to 15 months, maybe 18 months, that corporate America was going through what we called a, an investing strike. It was uh, stopping all growth investing. Mergers and acquisitions had gone to zero. People were accumulating cash on their balance sheets in a way to say to Washington, D.C., we don't agree with your business policies. The regulatory environment has never been more disastrous. The cost that you're throwing at corporations to create this social strategy or social agenda, if you will, has been significant. We have erased the ability for profits to grow. We've taken those profits from the parties that are building them, and we're putting them into social programs for those that uh, the current administration feels have been left behind. Well, I claim neither right nor wrong. What I do claim is history speaks loudly to the other side. When you permit business to be unleashed to do what it does, more jobs are created, more wealth is created, it trickles down, just like Ronald Reagan told us back in the early 80s, and it does work. When you try to control it, when you try to put hurdles on it, when you try to take from success and throw it down to the bottom of the pile, then you're helping no one. You're not helping the bottom of the pile, and you're not helping the growth. Anybody should be able to recognize that after the last eight years of a relatively paltry growth mechanism. Now, the market has found a way around it. And now people tell us, since we are seeing, uh, by the way, in our notes, we said repeatedly, the closer we get to the end of this administration, the closer we will be to the floodgates opening in corporate investing, and you will see that cash go to work, especially with record low interest rates driven by what? Fear of the future. As people become less fearful of the future, the rampant demand to be in, quote, safe bonds will dissipate and rates will rise. But while they're cheap, smart corporate staff is using all that cash and taking advantage of record low interest rates, and they're buying up cheap companies. And now, what do you get told? Well, you get told that, oh gosh, this is late stage cycle stuff. All this money going to work to buy companies is bad news. Well, no, it's not. What it really is, is the end of the strike. It's good news. Because if there's any politician that's worth his salt or her salt in this particular run for the next administration, it will be all about deregulation. It will be all about cutting corporate taxes. It'll be about holidays to bring cash back home. It'll be about investing in America. It'll be about unleashing our corporate ingenuity here in this country. You will see surprising events be discussed by politicians if indeed they want corporate America's support. It'll be an end to eight years of stacking regulation upon regulation upon regulation. Costs that have to be continue to be churned out of corporate America. Uh, social agendas that will lighten up 
and the headwinds will fall. And amazingly, we will see corporate America be able to grow profits again. Now, that's what you're witnessing when you're watching this rampant uh, mobilization of merger activity. Uh, When you can buy cheap market share with cheap debt money driven by people who are terrified, then strangely enough, you're repeating the same cycle we've seen over and over again. When things are cheap, fear blocks most investors' ability to see the horizon, and they are doing the wrong thing. Companies are getting healthier through this merger activity. Costs will be wrung out again. An entire new layer of benefits will begin to unfold. And by the way, we're completely leaving out the impact of Gen Y moving into the system, which will indeed unfold over the next one, three, five, and ten years. Things we cannot stop. Tens of millions of new consumers will enter new sectors on our economy. So what does it mean? It means when you have a trade range and when you have a very choppy, volatile internal market, it means you must do the toughest thing of all. And the toughest thing of all is to wait. So let's be patient. Let's take advantage of the swoon that we're watching. It is unfolding as we expected. Remember, the idea is to wait till the latter part of August and you're probably going to see your lows of the summer. There may be some more chop around October because everybody says, oh my God, October's terrible. But remember, this has been a very thin trade range. We've moved over the same 4 or 5% for months, back and forth. And when this breaks out, the power should be significant if history is our guide. So let's do the toughest thing and be patient. Remember, in the long term, the market is a weighing machine. So I hope this has been beneficial. Welcome to today. Have a great rest of your summer. We hope everything is going great for you. We thank you again for your time. And until our next session, may your journey be grand and your legacy be significant.